Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Hey friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. If the majority of your discipleship appointments consist of meeting for coffee, venting about tough things in life, and a quick prayer and you're done, then you are squarely in what I call coffee and vent discipleship. Okay, perhaps it's not coffee and vent for you. Maybe it's barbecue and vent or let's meet and run and vent. But if you're simply meeting to vent about life and pray or say you'll pray, I would call that friendship, not necessarily discipleship. So I feel the need to stop right here and have a disclaimer before I go any further into this podcast. Yes, it is good to listen and share about problems in life with your disciple. And yes, there may be times you forego your planned discipleship agenda in light of a difficult situation your disciple is going through. But if what I just described is the typical description of the majority of your discipleship times, then I would not call it discipleship. I would just simply call it coffee and vent. But if you feel stuck with a disciple in coffee and vent, I want you to take heart because I know what it feels like and I want to help. To get your discipleship time back on track, we need to focus on the two goals of discipleship when planning discipleship appointments. First of all, the number one goal is for your disciple to look more like Christ in their actions and their heart over time. And the second goal is for your disciple to be able to disciple another person in the future. We want the people that God has placed in our lives to look more like Christ over time, Christ-like characteristics, Christ-like attributes. That happens when we bring them to Jesus week after week by studying the Bible. We cannot produce change in another person's life. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. But we can lovingly teach them from God's word to study Jesus in action and encourage them to follow his lead. And further, we want them to replicate what we are teaching to them to someone else. So if we only vent about issues in our life week after week, our disciple has nothing to teach someone else. Matter of fact, they'll come to think that's all discipleship is. It's just meeting and talking. They will replicate coffee and vent discipleship, but that's a flawed example. Discipleship is more than this. It's teaching the basic foundational principles of the Christian faith. It's learning about the God of the Bible and obeying Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So while you as a discipler may have great advice and really good listening skills, we need to make sure we don't allow our discipleship time to be only those elements. We also need to teach our disciples something from the word of God so they can grow in Christ and one day pass along those same teachings to others. We need to ensure that our discipleship time is relational and scriptural. 
we do want to love on and encourage our disciple. We want to listen to them. We want to pray for them. We want to hold them accountable to grow in Christ. That would be the relational investment. But we also need that scriptural investment. We've got to teach our disciple how to study the Bible. We need to teach them the basic foundational principles of the Christian faith. We need to teach them how to memorize scripture, how to write and communicate their testimony. We need to be teaching them about spiritual warfare, about judgment day, about laying up treasure in heaven, about saying no to temptation. We need to make a scriptural investment in their life and always have them take good notes and remind your disciple often, even every appointment, that it is your goal that one day they would teach these very same lessons to another in the future. Now, if these topics I just mentioned seem like a good idea to you, but you're unsure exactly how to teach them to someone else, then just visit my website. I have these topics ready to teach in a seven-week Bible study called Next Steps. These are seven lessons that are biblically based, and I provided all the answers in the back. I want to make teaching your disciple biblical content really simple. Now, at a few of my discipleship trainings in the past, women have come up to me and stated that they feel stuck in this type of discipleship, that their disciple, they think, may be caught off guard if they come and bring a Bible lesson prepared, as if reading the Bible and pointing your disciple towards Christ is going to be somehow a a cold, uncaring thing to do. And I understand this, especially if you've been in coffee and vent discipleship for a long time. But if you feel stuck in this type of discipleship, I actually came up with two scripts for you to use to help you get back on track. All right. So script number one. So let's just say I'm making this up. Let's just say you're meeting with your disciple face to face at your usual coffee shop. Okay. So let's say her name's Jessica. You say, hey, Jessica. Oh, it's always good to meet with you. I can't wait to hear how you're doing after that last health scare last week. Hey, listen, why don't we go ahead and get our coffee? Because I also, look at me, have a short little Bible study plan for us to go through together. Hey, I found a passage of scripture that I think will be so helpful for you to turn to when you need encouragement from God this week. So you can see in that little script that I would state at the front end of your time together that it's going to be different than normal, right? Your disciple needs to have the expectation or the understanding that you're going to be spending time in God's word together that day, not just catching up and visiting the entire time. Now, if you keep this habit up, explaining at the front end your plans for the appointment, including Bible study, then over time, your disciple will simply understand that that's our new norm. And further, your discipleship meetings will begin to be a wonderful mix of relational plus scriptural investment. Okay, script number two. Script number two is where I'm going to give you permission to literally blame me for the changes you are about to make in your discipleship appointments, okay? So here's the script. You're going to say, so I've been listening to a podcast called Your Discipleship Coach, and I'm learning so much about how to make Christ-following disciples. And I can already see a few areas that I need to adjust to make sure I'm making the most of our time together. You know, my sincere desire is for you to look more like Christ and to be able to disciple another person in the future. So I'm just going to be adding and adjusting a couple of elements in our time together to ensure that can happen. 
And I'm excited about these additions and studying God's word together. Okay, so see how you're you're basically the script is you're blaming me, okay? <laughs> but you're saying I'm learning new things to be more effective with you in our discipleship time. So you're basically just trying to explain to your disciple that hey, I'm in process too. I'm learning as well along the journey and I've found some new tools that'll help make this time a little bit more Christ-focused and scripturally um, uh, based. So here's the question of the week. What have you done in the past to help your discipleship appointments stay on track? Today, I mentioned remembering the two goals of discipleship and that kind of forecasting at the beginning of the discipleship time, what you're going to do. But maybe, maybe you've experienced something else. Maybe you got a trick up your sleeve or uh, tricks of the trade that you've gained over time that you could share with me. I would love to hear it. All you need to do is jump over to my website, lorijoinerministries.org, and just click contact me. I want to hear what you think. I'd love to know if you've experienced this and what you did to get back on track. Well, you know, I like to end my podcast with a keeping it real moment. And I don't really tend to have this issue personally of just talking and venting about life and never really getting to the Bible. Because matter of fact, I've shared in the past on a past podcast that I tend to fall into the other ditch of being task-oriented and too academic in my discipleship times. But I have discipled people in the past, and I'm telling you what, it seemed like every time they sat down with me, they were unpacking some big drama of the week. It's like something huge was always going on in their life that they wanted to tell me every single detail about. And I will tell you this, if I would let them do it, they would take the entire hour and a half just to unpack every detail of some drama going on in their life, and it would totally hijack the entire time for discipleship. I'm not just talking once in a while. I'm talking, I've discipled women that they would just you know, start talking and not stop. And it was hard for me to know, like, when do I cut you off and actually get to like the Bible lesson I planned. You know, I'd be looking and looking and waiting for a time to kind of butt in and steer the conversation to the Lord. And it was sometimes frustrating because I had a plan. I had a goal. And week after week, it was just becoming frustrating to actually get to it. And I knew that if I could just teach her what the Bible had to say about her issues or ongoing issues, she would maybe find comfort. But I couldn't even get a word in. It would not even happen. The problem is, is that if I couldn't get the Bible piece into the discipleship time, she would be no better off than when she sat down with me at the first place. So what did I do? Well, what do I do now? Well, I forecast. Okay. I say, hey, lady, I'm excited to see you. I've got a great lesson from scripture planned for us today. So let's just spend a few minutes catching up and then we're going to jump in. And then when she's going on and on and on, and I'm looking for my place to cut in, I just eventually say, okay, let's say her name's Cindy. Okay, Cindy. Okay. I want you to pause right there because this story that you're telling me is getting so good, but I want you to save the ending until we're finished today because I have something from God's word I think will help this situation. So let's jump in and see how God's word can help. And then I literally look down my Bible and I open it and we go. You see, if I never do this, then she will not leave our times changed by God. She will be no better off than when she started with me. 
I keep the goal of discipleship in mind for her to look more like Christ and to be able to disciple someone else in the future. And that right there just gives me the confidence I need to hang on to the appointment and to direct the appointment and to direct my disciple to God's word. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we need you. We need you in our discipleship times. Because just visiting, just catching up week after week, and not actually putting our eyeballs on your word can be detrimental to us as disciples and to our disciples' growth. Lord, the best way for our disciple to change is to learn about you, not just to visit. And so, Father, would you help us in our weakness continually come together over your word, over what you said, what your, what your disciples said, what Jesus taught his disciples. Lord, I pray that your word would wash over our minds and our hearts, our attitudes and our actions, and that we would be changed and that our disciples would be changed and that we would be effective Christ followers for the future, multiplying disciple makers. And so, Lord, I pray for anybody listening today that may feel like they're stuck in coffee and vent discipleship, that they get get together with their disciple and they just don't seem to be finding that traction. I pray that you would help them remember the goal, help them have some bravery, some confidence to open the Bible and to read it together and to discuss it and apply it to our lives. Lord, we need you. And we thank you that discipleship is your idea. It's not my idea. It's not our idea. It's not a human idea. It's your idea. It's your example. And so, Father, I pray that you would empower us to be mighty disciple makers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoynerministries.org.